Hello, everybody. How do you get from where you are now to where you want to be? Let's ask Barb Nixon. My name's Chris Sutton. This is Mental Conversations. I'm not sure I can be so Boom. And we're live. <laughs> I'm sat looking at the smiley, happy face of Barb, Barb's Nixon. How are you doing, Barb? You all right? Really good. Really good. All the better for seeing you. It's been too long. Wow. I've been working out. Um... <laughs> Especially for this day, right? Working out, working out my mental health. That's what I've been working out, <laughs> rather than working out me. Um, yeah, it's really nice to see you. And um, you've got your cup of tea. You're set up and ready to go. Oh, Yorkshire tea? Um, it's not actually. It's. Am I allowed to say the name? Do you? It's yeah. Just why not? As does own decaf. Oh, just, I'm, a, I'm a decaf person, and yeah. That, ex- that explains why you're so calm and I'm so frenetic all the time. Um, so when I reached out to you and we talked about what we're going to talk about, um, we kind of decided on how to get from where you are now to mm-hmm. where you want to be. Yes. Um, and you're quite a good person to speak to about that because you change or help lots of people change their lives, don't you? Um, so what were your initial thoughts when we said when we decided that? Well, I kind of think that it's it's the journey, isn't it? This is what we're all wanting to be to go from where we are right now, wherever that might. And it's not to say that where we're at is a bad place. It might be a perfectly fine, okay, happy place. But there's nothing wrong with wanting more, is there? So, and we all want more. <laughs> so, how to how to actually get to where we we want to be now? Yeah. So, do you think? Because I've done quite a lot of work on this in my on myself, and I um, where I started with it was someone recommended me the Wheel of Life, mm. and like, have you worked around that before? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to, you want to explain it to people? So the Wheel of Life is super simple. It's a lovely exercise to do on your own, and basically you draw a circle and then you divvy it up into segments, like the Trivial Pursuit Pie. You know, so I think it's you can get eight segments. I think one, two, three. I think it's about you do about five different um, splits, and then each segment you write down a section of your life that is important to you. So it might be um, if we were doing me, for instance, it would be my family, relationship, hobbies, friends. Um, might be my business. And you just keep going round until you've you've filled up all of your your pieces of the pie, if you like. And then if you visualise the centre of the pie is a zero, mm-hmm. and the outer ring of the pie is a ten, the you crust. go to the crust <laughs> of the pie. That's a good word. Is a ten. Um, so ten's the best it can be. Zero's the worst it can be. Where what can you what what are you scoring yourself for each one? Mm-hmm. And then just draw a line on that little bit of segment um, of where you think it might fit. So, for example, um, career, it might be, you might think, oh, I'm a five in my career. But for your relationship, you might think, oh, I'm a nine for my relationship. And so you just work around like that. And then you join them all up and you see what your wheel actually looks like. And more often than not, it's a little bit clunky. It's a little bit disjointed. It's it's not as smooth as what we'd like. And that, it gives you a really good insight, a really nice snapshot of um, what you want to focus on, what's important to you, um, mm. and where you are focusing your time on. Because often what we're focusing our time on is not what we want to be focusing our time on. 
Yeah, absolutely. That was beautifully described. Because I had, you know, and I heard fairly recently, I was talking to someone, not not on the show, but talking to someone about this. And they said that the idea, the, the, the kind of the best place to be is so that your wheel is very smooth. Mm. So it's not necessarily that everything's going to be a 10. No. You know, you, you know, you're actually, but if you've got some equilibrium, some balance in your life, is when all of those things are kind of catered to to a similar effect. And that's where alignment comes in, isn't it? That's where you do feel balanced. And um, I'm not a massive big fan of the word balance. So I'm kind of going to just backtrack a little bit, but I, I'm more of a fan of alignment, you know, where everything just feels good for you. It mm. doesn't have to be equal. It just has to, has to feel good for you, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I like that. Because the, the other thing that I remember either reading about or hearing was to then look at like how much effort you're putting into mm-hmm. each of those areas so for example so on so I've got the same ones as you written down and I've got I've got a couple of others um obviously health and then spirituality mm-hmm. is the other is another one that, that I've kind of got written here and to some people that's really really important but to others it might be like it's not actually that important in my wheel so it may not even be in there and that yeah. same goes for any of those things. You know, it may be like, um, you know, um, you don't have any friends <laughs> or you don't have any family or you don't have whatever, whatever it is, you don't, you're not that bothered about your job. So, mm. but to to actually get that alignment is is a really key thing. But, but doing that exercise, I really, really like it. And I like the idea of looking at it and going, so if the most important thing to you is your career and is your business, but you actually score yourself well in the amount of time I've got in my in my day I'm doing nothing about driving that forward I know let's personalize it say I wanted to get I've written a couple of children's books they're not been published but I've not done an awful lot about trying to get them published Mm -hmm. if I said most important thing for me is really important for me to try and work on though getting those books published and then I looked at the fact that I do zero minutes a week to try and get them published well then it gives you a little bit of an action plan doesn't it because it gives you it, it does you're absolutely right um but it's also about going that one step further it's asking yourself why am I not spending any time on it and mm. see what bubbles up because um again take your example of um publishing your children's books which is fantastic um you might think actually I've done I've done nothing about it so why have I not done anything about it? Okay, um, one, you might not know how, which is fine. You go away and do some research. Or other things might bubble to the surface, like I'm, I'm afraid. I don't think oh, they're good enough. Barbara, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, like, this is going to be a therapy session. You're I know. It's cry by the end of it, aren't you? I know. Yeah, no, 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 let's do that. Let's do that. I, <laughs> because, it's in, because it's interesting. Because actually you went straight to it. Because I know that I think that is why I haven't mm-hmm. focused on that. And I think it's interesting for people to hear this because they might it might resonate with them about another aspect of their lives. Um, I tried, you know, I bought a book. I bought a book of like all the publishers, children's yeah, publishers yeah. in the in the country or whatever. And it's got email addresses and it's got all these different things. And then you go on the websites and you can see how they would like submissions to be sent and then you get this you get this standard email back from most of them saying either we're not taking we're not looking at submissions at the minute or we're getting so many that yeah, it's taking 12 weeks 
to respond. So you get a bit despondent. And then I had someone come back to me who actually said, oh, I quite like it, but you've done it in rhyme. Would you be prepared to write it in prose? And I was like, well, I kind of like it in rhyme. And they were like, but it won't appeal to um, a, um, a European audience because right. if you've done it in English and it rhymes in English, it won't necessarily be translatable. And if it was really successful, we'd want it to be public. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll rewrite it. And then you get that a bit lazy. And then I did that, sent it back, and they went, yeah, actually, it's not for us. Mm. So I got despondent because I tried. So now I'm in a position where I'm like, I'm scared of trying because I think mm-hmm. I'm going to fail ag- again in advertising. Yeah. And that's where the magic is because it's that that's actually going to, once you unpick that, that's what will actually help you to set the time aside. Because unless you do unpick that, you're not ever going to put the time aside to do it. Mm. You know, does that make yeah. sense? Because it's it, always, it, it, always going to be something else to do. There's always, yeah. there's always, life always happens. There's always loads of stuff to do. And you, there's always in your head of um, the old saying of, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, it's, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow, you know, doesn't happen. And yeah. it turns into what I call like a broken record girl where you just keep shunting it onto the next day and it's the next day and the next day and it just becomes something you want to do once. So unless you actually unpick what's going to, what's really stopping you, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're right in that when you look at, say, I, I think this with around work sometimes as well. Like if, if I, I work a nine to five job, so it's 37 hours in a week that's a lot of hours you know that's mm-hmm. a lot you can get a lot you can achieve a lot in that time um but it also gives me a ready-made excuse not to do other things outside of work because I'm like oh yeah but I've, I've worked hard this week and then if I counted up the amount of hours I've spent this week watching Westworld mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's a lot <laughs> you know like so in terms of you know when you always have that thing where I just don't have the time it's like mm. it's just nonsense isn't it it's times just that time's an excuse time's a really good excuse and I have this good um exercise kind of like a bit of a game if you like for just testing whether it's an excuse or whether you've you actually want to do something so let's pretend that I'm gonna give you a million pounds right I'm gonna just Send it to you via Wonka Vision, a million pounds for getting off your, your chair right now. I was going to say backside, but I didn't. It's, but I did then. <laughs> so getting off your backside and, and publishing, really putting your effort in and publishing those children's books, would you do it? 100%. Yeah. There you go. Then. There you go. So all of a sudden, your time's gone. You have got the time. You'll make the time. You do it. All of a sudden, any other excuses have gone. You're just going to, you're going to figure it out. You're going to get past it. And more often than not, what we're doing when we're avoiding something or resisting something is where we're looking at the task and all the stuff that we're bringing to the task of, oh, it's going to be effort. Oh, I'm scared to do it. Oh, it's going to be hard work. Oh, I don't know how to do it. And all the rest. Oh, I'd rather we just watch Westworld on the telly. That's easier. Rather than looking over the bridge at what the impact and the benefit of actually doing it is going to be. And that's what immediately when we look at that million pounds, we think, hang on a minute, I could just do it and life is going to be good. At the other side of that nice, beautiful bridge, life's going to be good. We're no longer focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's where we all, a lot of us get caught up, especially with that, just the way that we're thinking. I had this lovely conversation with um, 
with somebody only this week actually and we were talking when I I'm an annoying person to have a coffee with right because it turns into a bit of a a pep talk and so we're having this um this coffee it turned into a pep talk I'm saying you know you only live once why are you not doing it and this person said, well, I know all of that stuff. You know, I say that to other people that we only live once, that we've got we've got to get stuff done. And all the, you know, the, the amazing sayings that just roll off the tongue. And then he says, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. I don't know why I'm not doing it to myself. And I says, but we also say, better the devil we know. The grass isn't always greener, you know, and other things like that are equally easy to roll off the tongue. Mm. And we have to just look at where are we actually spending most of our time in our own head? Are we thinking we've got to be grateful for where we are now? You know, better the devil you know. It'll happen one day. Or are we thinking, actually, I want to do this. So yeah. how can I make it happen? And, you, and, and when you listen to, you know, I, I guess it's a broad definition, it's, but in inverted commas, successful people, you know, they always say that you like you learn more from your again inverted commas failures you learn you know you so so I've kind of submitted that book for example and then I've had one knockback and lots of not even replies so I'm like oh well that's a hundred percent failure then isn't it Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is you know J.K. Rowling with Harry Potter was, I don't know the exact thing, but it was a lot of publishers, wasn't it, that she went to before someone picked it up. And now look, and I'm not suggesting that my books would go anything like that, but then why not? You know, like... Why not you? Why not you? Because because all of these people like that, they're all like us. They're all someone who had an idea, put it on a page when it comes to like writing something and tried to get it published. And then the rest kind of was with help from others, but then their own drive to make it successful. And I think if you look at it and go, um, you know, there's this um, law of attraction kind of thing. If you think, well, it's just not going to work for me. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's not going to work. Not for gonna, you. It's not going to. You know, yeah. so those those people that actually do go and make a success of something, you see their name because they're famous to you or because you've seen it in a in a bookshop or whatever. You, you're like, oh, they've always been that person. But, you know, that person was Julia Donaldson at school. And they were like, you know, she was Julia in that whatever exactly. class she was in. And then, you know, but, but to us, the outside world, it's like, wow, she's all, she must have known since birth that she was going to be this fantastic, you know. There's no such thing. And these are stories that we tell ourselves, right? That, oh, it's all right for them. She's always known that she's going to be this, you know, amazing children's author. But there's no such thing as an overnight success. There genuinely isn't, because behind the scenes, somebody is grafting away. And I bet, and I don't know Julia, Julia Donaldson, but I'm willing to guess that if you went to her house, she'd have mountains of notebooks where she's been scribbling ideas. Yeah. She's, you know, all over. She's probably writing it on the back of a bus ticket. All the time, she's been perfecting her art mm. behind the scenes. And you get to a point, I think, where the desire is just too great to ignore. And you have to think, so what? I'm just going to do it anyway because the journey is the fun bit. Yeah, because once you've done it, you're just going to do it again and again and again anyway, and the journey changes. So why not make this journey of trying to do whatever it is that's that's your version of, you know, getting your books published, the fun bit? Yeah, Yeah. no, that's right. I, I think that's right. That's a really key thing is make the, so like when someone becomes, so let's just, 
you know, choose authors again. So, but say like Stephen King, whoever, just like pick a famous author. They don't, they don't seem to produce one best-selling book, become a multimillionaire and then stop writing. No. You know, they're doing it because it's their passion and there'll be hundreds, you know, thousands of, of one of the authors that actually are authors. They are writing mm-hmm. books. They are doing these things. It's just, they're not a household name and perhaps they're not doing it as a profession yet but maybe one day they will but it is that fact of kind of well no do your passion isn't it do your passion do your thing yeah if I cut you in half would you have you know author running through you well then do it and you don't have to be published to say that you're a writer you know you can write you can write write. but it goes with anything I think it all comes down to a decision what do I just want to say that I've done whatever it might be, what do I just want to get out from inside of me, out into the world to say, tick, I have done that. I've been through the mill, I've done it. And don't stop until you do. And I think that's, it's making that decision that this is, this is too good to ignore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. And I do, and I think it is a good lesson for people out there because, you know, even let's say with this podcast, I, because I just churn them out all the time, like every week. I don't even think about it. I'm always looking for interesting people to speak to. And then the, like the runs I really, really like, uh, I come back to time and time again. Um, yes, you can take that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> but, but, but like when I then speak to people sometimes and say, you know, oh, and I, I host this podcast, um, they go, I, and they'll, they'll have a look and they'll go, whoa, you've done 220 episodes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something like that, you know. I don't even think about it because I'm just looking forward to the next person I'm going to speak to. I'm not trying to get get to 250 or get to 300 or get. I'm doing it because I like having these conversations and I know that it's helping lots of people out there. That's it. It doesn't make me any money. It doesn't have it cost me money, but it's like it's that's not the point. It's kind of like it it does so much more for me, so I continue to do it. But it's not like there's not a specific goal there. And I would, I suppose, yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm a podcaster. It's not something I'd put on my passport application form as like my profession, but it, but that is something I do. So, you, do so, yeah. you know, um, at some point, Chris, it was just an idea. Hmm, it was yeah. just something, and I think. I'm just trying to think when I first came on your podcast, it was a, a while ago now. That's a while now, ago now. It's so, a couple of years, I reckon. And maybe it's a, one of the, I don't know whether I was one of the first people that you had on. I don't know. I might, you might have been well underway at that point. But certainly now you're seasoned, right? You're just doing your thing and you're so much more relaxed. And But it was an idea at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. And in fact, and in fact, even with that, you know, there's always challenges and obstacles to overcome. So, you know, we go back to that wheel of life, pick a subject you you you're always going to have challenges to overcome and obstacles to overcome but that actually makes it worthwhile you know the best things are things that have got things that are a bit difficult in the way you challenge yourself and i even remember being like i don't know how do you get it on spotify how do you get it on whatever and i was just googling and then i was like oh you need an image you know am i a fantastic like neighbor of mine produce like made the, the 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 logo and he said, I said, I don't know, do whatever you want. And then he he designed something. And I said, 
oh no no it wants I want it to be a circle not a square and he went oh so you do have an idea uh-huh. and I went actually I've always had the idea it would be a tree and, I, and then he was like oh so you really really do have an idea really do have and then an idea. he kind of teased it out of me and I was like oh, I didn't even realize I knew that that's what I wanted it to look like and 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 then he designed it for me and now that's just something I don't even think about but that at the time was a real obstacle for me to overcome um and now yeah like you say 200 odd episodes later I talk to people very easily and don't really think about it and now right. find it quite um I don't know almost endearing I suppose without sounding patronizing when I have people that are coming on that are like oh, what how's it going to go down what 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 happens like what and I'm like you're just going to talk you're just going to talk yeah. to me it's that's as simple as that we're just going to have a conversation people like it and they're like oh they're not going to like what I've got to say and it's like don't worry about it it's going to yeah. be fine but you're so good at it you're so good at just making people feel chilled and relaxed though so um, it's, yeah I mean, I, I, it's it's supposed to be fun. So it, it's isn't it? Well, isn't life supposed to be fun? Who said who said that it's not supposed to be fun? It might be hard and challenging at times, but it's still fun, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. T- so, t- so tell me that. Let's take it forward. Then. So, mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought when we first came up with this subject was you kind of do need to know where you are now, don't you? And you kind you always of need to know where you are now. And yeah. you do need to know, and, and then you do need to know for each of these things, so like, you know, segmenting it down, where you want to be with it. Right. So, the, Or do you? And again, I have this theory because I've been doing this for an awfully long time now, that everybody secretly knows what they want. Sometimes we've just not said it to ourselves and admitted mm. it to ourselves. So, but we all secretly know what we want. So, yes, you might not think you know. You might think, oh, actually, I don't just don't, I want more than what I've got now. And again, we give ourselves permission. It's okay to want more. Yeah, mm. it's okay yeah. to want what we want. So, that's the first thing. You don't have to, yes, you can be grateful for what you've got and still want more. It's just called evolution, right? <laughs> so, that's fine. We're, we're just evolving, we're just growing. But you might not be able to just put a pin in what it, where it is that you want, when you, where, where you want to go. But you secretly know, just like you secretly knew what your logo wanted was going to look like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same deal. You, so have you need to, to ask I, yourself those questions, don't you? Well, I think when, if you, you sat there thinking, oh, I don't know what I want. I don't want this, but I don't know what I want. Sometimes knowing what you don't want is a great place to start. Yeah. Like yeah. you knew, I don't want a square. I just don't want a square. Okay, so let's look at different shapes. For you, you knew that it really wanted to be a circle. But start to look into it. Okay, what about where I'm at now do I not like? Mm. Yeah, is it, you know, which bit is it that's that I'm tolerating? Which bit is just, you know, clunky for me? What have I outgrown? What's, what's you know, not working for me anymore? Or what do I just want more of? When I look around at my friends or people on social, where do I get that tinge of envy? You know, mm. where so if somebody's driving a car or they've moved into a new house or they've got a specific career or whatever it is, where do you get, oh, I'd love that? Then that's a fantastic clue. It's a fantastic starting point. And if you just thought for a second, what do I secretly want? But I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah, I'm just going to admit it in my own head right now in a in a you know darkened room somewhere. Yeah, it's a little secret. Yeah. yeah. What am I What am I going to give myself permission to want? And it could be I want to be a best-selling author. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a pilot. I want to be whatever. Whatever that is, 
it's okay. So when you say it out loud, say it's okay to want what I want. Yeah. But then start looking at, okay, why can't I have it? What is it about that that I can't have? Yeah, I like. I really like that. And, and, and I think, again, it always goes a step further. There's always another step, isn't there? Because when you're kind of setting goals of where you want to be, I think it's, I like the idea of this kind of, I don't know how cheesy this sounds, but whatever, like a walking fondue. Um, like, what is it going to feel like? What's it going to, what are you going to be able to hear? What are you going to be able to see? Mm -hmm. Because actually some of the goals that we set ourselves that we do achieve is like, that you can get there and go, so what? You know, you might get there and be like, or, or even what now? So it is this kind of like, it's a bit like I talk about quite often about fear, about overcoming fears. And, uh, you know, forgive me all those people that listen every week, but that feel the fear and do it anyway the book mm-hmm. susan jeffers book <clears throat> and she says you, you the one this this book will not remove your fear yeah you know you fear won't go away and i'm like what well, i've paid for that book i don't <laughs> i feel like the, i feel like that was the whole point um <clears throat> but it's no it just gets transferred onto something bigger onto the next thing and, and eventually and you look it. back what's, what's that sorry I was going to say fear is a great thing, though, isn't it? And I think, I think the lesson, sorry to interrupt you, Chris, because I know you were in a flow. No, it's fine. Fear is great because it tells you that you're growing. Whenever you've got, yeah. and it, 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 but it feels rubbish, but mm. then so do loads of things, you know, so do loads of things, but it, yet it makes you, it makes it so much more um, satisfying when you've accomplished something because you've actually grown. Yeah, and it, it, it absolutely, you're absolutely right with that because, like, when you get that progression, when you move forward, when you develop, when you kind of push yourself, you know, again, just as use this podcast as an example. At the beginning, I I was like scared of the technology, and then I was then it was like I was also had fear about well, what if I don't know what to say to someone, you know. And at first, it was people I knew, and then all of a sudden, there's people I don't know. We kind of met through doing the, like an episode mm-hmm. of this, so it's. And you're like, oh, then what if this person thinks this about me? What if they blah, blah, X, Y, Z, you know, just carry on, carry on, carry on down that train of fear, fear, fear. And then two years, three years later, you're just like, oh, I don't even think about it. I press mm-hmm. record, we start chatting. Like, yeah, exactly. and, uh, you know, whereas, whereas, some of, whereas some of the things that we've actually done in the last 25 minutes or so were, were really fear-inducing for me three yeah. years ago. So as you kind of move through, um, but it is, but I think it's well worthwhile thinking about what happens when I get there. And I always have this idea in my head, this example of um, Chris Boardman, the cyclist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's going way back now, but he was like one of the first really famous, successful British cyclists. And he won a gold medal at the Olympics and he shook his head just after he'd crossed the line and he was shaking his head. And the interviewer, really well you know did a really great job and said why were you shaking your head and he said I knew immediately he was like what now because I've literally lived every moment of the last four four years training every day eating the right things getting good sleep doing all of these things to try and achieve this goal now I've done it what what well you can flip that on its head as well can't you and be excited about it as in what now Mm. you know all it takes is a bit of a change of of 
perspective. And as you were talking and you were saying, you know, what if nobody likes me? What if it fails? What if the technology breaks down? All of that sort of stuff. I have this exercise that where you can, um, we flip things on its head. So you can have your what ifs, everything goes wrong for a while. You've got five minutes to do that, drain it, you know, talk about all the stuff that could go wrong. And then we flip it on its head and go, okay, so what if it goes right now? What if I get amazing people on there? What if I get 1 million downloads? What if, you know, yeah. uh, all the good stuff happens? And then all of a sudden, it allows you to be curious about the things that excite you yeah. about yeah. doing this thing, the things that light you up about doing the thing in the first place, because that's what's going to spur you on. That's what's going to get, you know, motivated and, you know, looking for new amazing people to, to, to talk to. And just like your cyclist, I forget the name, but, you know, he got to the end and, and shook his head and went, well, what now? But what now? Well, what the beauty now? and the beauty of that now with that example, though I didn't do this deliberately, but the beauty with that example is that he is now, um, he has like a range of bikes yeah. that, that you knew. So it's quite a famous brand now. I'm not a big cyclist, but I know that you can get Boardman bikes and he's a commentator. So when yeah. you watch, so when you watch the Olympics or any kind of cycling event, he's the commentator. He's the man who commentates on cycling. So you're like, so what now for him? He kind of transferred that drive in what he oh, had yeah. into the sport into a different direction, but still involved in something that he's very passionate about. Um, it's always a stepping stone. Everything is a stepping stone. And I think sometimes we get, we make the mistake of thinking that the goal is the end. The goal mm. is not ever the end. Where we're heading is not the end. It's just a, another stepping stone to something awesome that I haven't even discovered yet. Yes. That's kind of the that's that's kind of where I was trying to get to get to in my own mind, and you've put it beautifully there, like with the stepping stone analogy, because mm -hmm. I think that is the answer. That you know, it is. I, in fact, I used to have this on the wall in my house. Um, I don't really like um, these kind of mental health expressions, but you know, happiness isn't a destination. It's like it, it's not like. And then I got there. <sighs> and then, yeah, exactly. And, I, and, 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 and yeah, and the answer, the ultimate answer is, and now I do nothing. Yes. It's like, no, no, yeah. what's the fun in that? Now I look what else is there. Now I look for the next thing and I bask in the glory for a bit and reflect and make sure I um, appreciate how far I've come and, and congratulate myself. I think that's a really big point. Oh, I agree. We don't, yeah. we don't often enough. So, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I um, I recently applied for a new job and I got mm. right down to the last four or five, right through to the interview and I didn't get it. I was really disappointed. Um, but it's a like a well-paid job. It's a senior role. It would have been really helping lots of people who've got struggles and things. It would have been ticking a lot of boxes in what I'd like, you know, like to do and, and like as a next role, if you like. Um, and I was really disappointed. But I've allowed myself to now look back and go, wow, I, not only did I get through the application process, which was pretty hard, there was an assessment center where I had to deliver a presentation and I had to do a group exercise in front of a load of invigilators or marking us to see what our behaviors are like. And then, like I said, I had to deliver straight to a camera a presentation um, and try and show my personality. And then there was an interview process, you know. But I'm I'm slowly allowing myself to congratulate myself for getting there 
whereas I could absolutely choose to consume myself in the oh, inadvertent commas failure of not being the one that got the job. Yeah. And I always I like this the saying, this or something better. Hmm. This or something better. So you've been through all that process and all it is, it's just preparing you for something better. That's hmm. all. Yeah. You know? Interesting. And and when you again it, it gives you permission to always be in receiving mode because when you start thinking oh I'm a failure I didn't do well oh you know woe is me you close down everything Mm. shuts down and you can't take action from that place all it takes is that's where you you know sitting on the sofa and watching 500 box sets comes in and no judgment uh, you know I like box sets as much as the next person but you're not going to take action from that place but when you're in receiving mode of actually this or something better I'm happy I've you know, perfected my craft a little bit more. I'm ready for the next thing. You're open. You know, you're open to receiving something else. Yeah, and I've, I've heard something. I've heard a great expression uh, uh, through a sportsman who who says, "We don't win or lose. We win or learn." Like, yeah. and that whole that's the same same as how you've just described. It's kind of like, no, what what can I take away from that that makes it stronger next time or makes me stronger yeah. in the future? And it, and it can be again. I think that we can naturally or some of us can naturally be drawn towards comfort, safety, you know, it feels oh, safe yeah. and it feels comfortable. But the but the reality is that, you know, when you look at your life, if you do have a kind of a moment where you write these things down and, and, and goals and things, if you look backwards at what you've achieved to this point, it's almost 100% of the time, I'd say, the things that you feel the most um proud of were really bloody hard oh so I know if we just look back and think what have I achieved that I'm so proud of that were a massive comfort zone stretch that scared the pants off me at the time you'll know that we're stretching all the time all you know yeah we've done it since birth so you do we just need to keep what is wash rinse repeat you know just keep pushing ourselves (laughs) out there but um yeah you're absolutely right we grow we're just always growing, aren't we? I think there's no no other way of, of, of but saying it's, it. But it's a great way to finish it because I think wash, rinse, repeat. You know, we'll call that the episode wash, rinse, repeat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one will listen. They'll be like, wash, rinse, repeat? What, what is that? Tuned, You're in, wash tuned my into the, to the Hot Point podcast. <laughs> um, but, hello, you know, Barb's thanks so much for coming on the show again. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you guys out there for listening. As always, another episode will be winging its way to you soon. Thanks, everyone.